Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers, it's Kim here. And today we have a little, another different type of podcast. Today we talk to Brittany Bowman about clutter. And, you know, I know me, I'm a little bit of a clutter bug. You know, my husband, if he had it his way, our house would look like architectural digest could do a photo shoot every damn day. I got piles everywhere. Um, I have one room in my office is that it's my room and he can't say shit about how I organize it. And so we talked about Brittany and, you know, does the piles around you really kind of disorganize disorganize your brain? Does it cause, you know, interruptions? You know, there's that saying, you know, a cluttered mind is a cluttered life, whatever that is saying is. And I talked to Brittany about that. You know, we talked about, you know, what are our tolerance levels and what are simple things we can do if we start to see clutter and we're like, you know, I really need to get my act together. So if that sounds like you, keep listening. And as always, do me a favor. If you found something that really moved you or something that was an aha moment, screenshot this episode and tag me and Brittany on the socials. We really love to hear what are the things that are really uh, impacting your day as we move forward. All right, ladies, enjoy the show and I'll talk to you soon. All right, Magic Makers, another iTunes review of the week. This one is from Emmy Roberts 24. She says, Kim is the queen. She is fierce, funny, and smart as a whip. Kim embodies what it means to be a life coach by offering so much more than diet and workout tips. Whether you're a gym junkie or just beginning your journey, she helps you see that living an all-around better lifestyle is not only attainable, but something you can strive for. Regardless of your age, Kim is tough love friend. You need to kick your butt into gear. She said something recently that resonated with me. No is a complete sentence. You don't have to expand, explain your boundaries to justify them to anyone. Let's that, let that sink in. Five stars always. Thank you, Miss Emmy Roberts. Yes, that was a game changer for me. You know, when I first started in this fitness journey, I was double dipping. I had a corporate job as well as fitness. And it was really hard for me to say no to clients. It was really hard for me to say no to my boss because I needed the cash. But I was getting burnt the F out. And so I finally had to come up with my boundaries and finally have to say to myself, like, I, you know what, it doesn't work for me to work out in the morning. Like if that it, I just can't do it. And now I don't really hop on the phone with a client until at least 10 o'clock in the morning. I need that warm up time for me. So I really want you to start thinking and exploring your boundaries. I've done several podcasts about boundaries. And please listen to them. If you're someone who's like, I need some boundaries in my life. Thank you again, Miss Emmy Roberts. If, if there's anyone out there who would love to share a iTunes review and you're like, I don't know how to do that. Reach out to me in the bottom of this podcast. You will find out how you can reach out to me for social media and just shoot me a DM. I will answer them 
All right, ladies, enjoy the episode. All right, magic makers. I don't usually like to date my um, podcast, but I have to date it this one because it's perfect timing. It's serendipity because this podcast is coming out at the end of the year. And typically at the end of the year, that's when we start thinking, hmm, what am I going to do in the next year? What's my resolution? How am I going to be better? How am I going to be the best ever possible? And one of the things that I feel most people put on their New Year's resolution besides lose the last five pounds is some form of organization, some form of decluttering. And today I have Miss Brittany Bowman on and that's her jam. Like that is what she does. And I feel like this is a great, you know, episode to end the year on. And maybe if you're listening to it six months from now, I don't know that many of us all can look around a room and be like, yeah, there's some stuff I can get rid of. So Brittany, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons why I, I brought you on is because there's this saying, and I'm sure you've heard the saying, and you either have like either a visceral like yes or a visceral no to this saying, and it's a cluttered desk is a sign of a cluttered mind. Ah, oh, the holidays, the twinkling lights, the social gathering, and the silent groan of scales worldwide. But guess what? What if this year could be different? What if you could rein in every merry moment without a side of guilt. Yep, it's possible. That's why I created the Guilt-Free Holiday Guide. It is your personal holiday concierge guiding you through wise choices that don't whisper compromise or restrict. The Guilt-Free Holiday Guide is your go-to for staying fit and fabulous and full of festive joy without the guilt or the shame. Because this year, it's all about decking the halls and smashing your fitness goals. Your guilt-free holiday begins right here. So do me a favor, go over to the link in my bio and grab your guide right now. And, you know, so many people will point to Einstein and be like, dude, Einstein had a cluttered desk and um, a lot of his stuff is still relative today. So, you know, is that bullshit or is that there's some truth uh, in that, uh, that thing? I think there is some truth to it. But what I really like to talk about with people is that it's all kind of a spectrum. Mm. Because when we talk about clutter, it's, it's really subjective because your mm. level of tolerance for clutter may be totally different than mine. So what I enjoy telling people is that when it becomes anxious, when it creates anxiety for you, when it mm. becomes uncomfortable for you, or you're, you're feeling like you can't focus, or you walk in a room and you immediately have like a negative feeling wash over you, it's your sign, right? That's your sign right. that the balance is off for you. You know, it's funny that you, you said tolerance. And I feel that for many people who are, I'll be, I'll be very honest, I have a cluttered desk. It is who I am. I've had a cluttered desk my entire life. Um, and I think it's really funny you talk about tolerance because my husband will walk in, he'll be like, oh, damn. And I walk in and I'm just like, there's like, I have to have an area to work, but everything on the sides I'm okay with. And so it's really funny that you talk about what your kind of tolerance levels are. And I feel that for people listening who are, you know, like me, that like, Clutter is my thing. Like, I, I get it. But you also start to feel like, should I be more concerned that this is cluttered? And I feel like it's less about you and more about what other people either will say or judge or what have you. Yeah. Well, and it's such societal conditioning, too, right? Yeah. Like, 
if I open my front door to welcome a guest, they get to see my house in its natural state. And that was right. something that was very hard for me a long time ago, right? Like I was just embarrassed and things like that. And I really didn't need to be, but I did have to find that window of tolerance for myself. Okay. Okay. What supports my lifestyle? What feels good to me? How does my home create peace in my life? And I'm able to open that front door with no shame. And so finding that sweet spot was really empowering for me. So let's take a step back. So so you, you weren't born into being this person who like, you know, your spices were organized by either color or alphabet. You kind of grew into this organizational person. Yeah. So I think I've always kind of been like naturally an organizer. I used to love to clean my friends' rooms when I was a kid, which they thought that that was super bizarre. And I was right. like, this is fun. No, like, why don't you want to participate? Um, <laughs> but, so I enjoy doing that. But my parents have ADHD and people with ADHD, we just, our brain is chaotic. So we, yeah, like our brain is chaotic and we have doom piles that just sit around and collect. And, and so that's just how we're naturally wired. So I kind of have to marry the two, right? My natural organizer, and then also putting that sweet spot for my brain because I I want to exist how I am. I don't want to constantly be telling myself I'm wrong because mm. I have clutter here or there. So it's like, um, yeah. So without rambling there, I just felt I haven't always been the level of organized that I am today, but um, I, I really have always had a tendency to... Um, make sense of a mess if that makes yeah. sense yeah 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 no no, no. I, I laugh about um i have a friend paula who like you need to be like if you invite her over to your house you know she's going to organize something and you're just kind yeah. of like when you do you're like you gotta be braced for impact like you just have to be braced for like yes. she'll look at your closet and and while you're visiting she'll be like pulling everything out and like reorganizing it and then you're like oh never thought of it like that way but oh thanks right but I could see as you know for some people they're just like you know that could be annoying <laughs> yeah I love that um uh, but yeah I you know it's it's funny that you say that because I um I just had a, a woman on talking about ADHD and the clutter and it's like we have clutter blindness that like we're just like oh there's a pile over there like meanwhile you just stepped over it and you don't even realize that you stepped over it because you've been stepping over it for maybe years um absolutely and so you know when you say tolerance so i think for many people the problem is we try to build ourselves into norms you know you mentioned you know okay if i have people over you know, what am I going to be judged on? You know, I, are they going to see piles of laundry on my couch and then be like, girlfriend can't fold her laundry? <laughs> or are you going to be like, before people come over, I have to fold my laundry? You know, is are those the kind of like, do I have to conform to society or do I just be like, no one comes to my house? <laughs> so I just, I feel like for me, the progression was like, okay, this house is stressing me out. And mm. I had the added issue of not wanting anyone to see it. So for me, it was like just finding that um, the level that made you feel good. Mm. And it actually, once I felt good, 
it really changed my mindset. It was, it was like, I, I feel good. This place is bringing me joy and I still have a doom pile here or there. My junk drawer is a doom pile. And which for anyone listening who doesn't know what that is, it's a uh, didn't organize, only moved. So when you like, <laughs> shove a bunch of stuff in a bag and you're like, I'll deal with it later and you never do. Yes. And that is so typical in the uh, neurodivergent community too. But we all we all have a tendency to do that also. Um, but I got sidetracked there. So, um, you know, it was finding my mindset started to shift after I started to feel good. So mm. it was like, I really just had to accept myself. And then the rest came along with it. Yeah. And you're right. I, you know, I, I feel like for me, when I'm in my kind of like cleaning mode, there are certain things that I'm like, ah, that bothers me. You know, and I think we all have things that bother us. Like I am like my, my kitchen. Like, I just feel like, if I walk into someone's house and their kitchen isn't clean, I judge. Because I was like, if you have a clean kitchen, I'm going to get sick here. Like it just, and I feel like for me, that's my area that like you will always come into my house and I'll be a clean kitchen unless I'm actually cooking. So I feel yeah. like, you know, for everyone listening, we all, if you are that doom, and I love the analogy about the doom pile, but if we all have those doom piles everywhere, like you might go in my living room or actually my study and my laundry takes me a couple weeks to won't fold it. Before I'm sick of like pulling out socks and underwear and I find them like enough of this, just damn fold it. Yes. Yes. Well, one thing that has also helped. So, you know, I still have piles of laundry, whereas before it was a matter of, you know, I've got these piles of laundry and I don't even have a place to the stuff. So mm. that piece of it created the anxiousness for me and the frustration and the heaviness so it was once I knew where to put everything it's so kind of like oh I accepted the pile because I know it's only going to take me 15 minutes and when I have that 15 minutes I'll use it to do the laundry and I'm, I'm at peace with that now so it's kind of like embracing that your home is a living breathing thing like it is here to support right. our lifestyle not not something it shouldn't be something that we just have to make maintain issue and and peace also yeah you know and, and and so I feel like you know people listening I feel like it is that external pressure you know especially now in the socials um I remember um in the thick of COVID when everyone was home and there was a person who would judge your background they would be like oh you know I was watching, you know, some celebrity or some, you know, high-end business person and they're like, you know, they had shit all over their walls or they only had two books and you're just like, and so then, it, then you kind of like look at your background, you're like, ooh, what do I got? Like, and versus yes. does my background more reflect me versus yeah. the aesthetic that someone is saying you should have? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We get so hung up on other people's expectations. And it's like, we're, we're really conditioned and just over time to kind of please everyone else. When in reality, once we please ourselves, it's so much easier to please everyone else, right? Because we're fulfilled. Right. So if I, you know, so if I'm kind of in my kind of clean air phase, <laughs> my clean era to, to quote T Taylor Swift, um, do and you, you mentioned you're like, 
finding places for everything because like you're right it's really easy for me to like take a bag and just scoop it all into the bag and forget about it yep so is the big thing to come up with a I mean, I, and I think most people like get overwhelmed because they're like, I need to have a plan for everything versus yeah, maybe it's like, I have a plan for where I put my pencils and, and let's just start there. Yes. I had a client who felt very overwhelmed. And the first thing I did was say, okay, let's clean out. And I had an idea of what her home looked like. She'd sent me pictures and things. And she had this small drawer in her kitchen where she, um, or I'm sorry, she had uh, all of these like kitchen towels and, and washcloths out. And I said, okay, how can we, what can we do with the towels and washcloths? And she put them all, organized them and put them in a basket and put it in her cabinet. And she messaged me a month or two later. And she said, everything still feels heavy, but I still have that little basket of my towels and washcloths organized. So she's, so that was her reminder, her constant reminder that it was going to be possible to take control of the home. And that, so when you're starting, if you look at the whole home, it's going to feel super overwhelming. So people, please do not look at the big picture and, and get overwhelmed. We chunk it down in, into ways that work for you. So you can chunk it down by category. So maybe you decide today, I'm going to do just my closet or just my, my socks, just my tops. Mm. Um, when we, when we look at the big picture, we get overwhelmed. But when we look at something like by category or the area that it's in, I, I prefer category if it works for your brain, because it's easy to like look in your closet and say, okay, I have this much room to hang my tops. So right. I can, I only want to keep what will fit in this space. So I do like to do category, but if that's not working for you, maybe you start tackling like, okay, I'm going to do just this drawer. And once I get through that, then maybe I move on to the next thing. So really creating the plan that works for you as, as far as how your brain works and just making sure you are not worrying about the big picture because it's going right. to be a process. It took you how many years to get to where you are now, you know, like, I, I don't want anyone to expect of themselves that they have to have this done in one weekend or, right, right, you know, right. two weeks. Yeah, it's possible. It's absolutely possible. But it's, it's you're not failing if you didn't get it done in a weekend, right? Yeah, no. And I, you know, it's the same. I f focus primarily on health. And it's the same in health that, you know, most people feel like if you don't have a named diet, then you know, you're destined to fail. And if you don't follow the rules to the T, you're not going to get the results. But just, you know, and you're preaching what I always like, what feels good right now, right? If it only feels good for you to think about, I'm going to have an apple a day, have that damn apple a day. And then when the next thing feels good, let's move on to there, where I like this approach where, you know, and I'm thinking about myself, it's like, you know, if I just focus in on like the left hand side of my desk, and just organize that left hand side of my desk, and maybe I don't move on for another year. It's okay. I think that we have a hard time giving ourselves permission to show up imperfectly. Yes. And, and that's my honestly, because none of us are perfect. Show up as you are and just keep doing better. Yeah. No, I, I, I absolutely like, I feel like, uh, you know, even though everyone 
you'll hear people say like imperfect action is still action. And then, you know, but it's more one of those like quotables that you put on a wall, you know, on a wall than what you actually embody and you actually do. Absolutely. Um, which leads me into, um, I was looking at your website. One of the things that I thought that was just was so awesome and it just really made me like even more drawn to you than before was uh, the endless, uh, the endless stress, that endless stress is normal, that like hustle equals success. And, you know, mm -hmm. part of the, I think part of the clutter is not only like the physical, but here, right? That we're telling ourselves that you're behind or you should be doing whatever it is that you think you should be doing. And we just get so caught up in the motion and the like grind yeah. that we don't sit back and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Like we don't ever like this take up yeah. that, that beat. Absolutely. It's I think it's important to wake up every day and set some sort of intention. Like this doesn't have to be a big process, but when you wake up in the morning, when I wake up in the morning, I like to think like, okay, what's my, what's my mission for today? And I don't mean it from the hustle and grind perspective. Right. I mean it like, how do I want to feel at the end of the day? Mm. And if I want to feel well rested, then that means I take it easy that day, you know? Mm. So I, I think that we get to start giving ourselves way more permission to show up imperfectly. And I, I tell all my clients, remove, when you're in this decluttering journey, the simplifying journey, remove the words I should and yes. I could from your vocabulary entirely. Because that should word, it, that's a guilt word. When you say totally. I should do this, you're not saying I want, you're saying somebody else made me think that I should do this right, right now. Right. Right, right. No, and I and I like that. And you know, even usually, like I, I gotta tell you, like intention for a long time used to make me crazy because I feel like it was just so overused. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would just be like, I, you know, someone's like, "So, what's your intention?" And I'd be like, "Oh my god, you make me want to punch you in the face." Um, <laughs> but I feel like if you, you know, what I hear a lot of women, I'm sure you hear this too, is that like stress is just my life, or you know situations or my boss or whatever is your life and it's like what if you woke up and you said you know what no matter how annoying abc is i have to take the high road and like you just were like that's just your that's your like that's your mission for that day it's just like take the high road no matter how annoying said person is or situation is i'm going through the high road because you know you can't change annoying people yes and at the end of the day, you want to feel proud of your actions for the day instead of sitting there at night thinking, oh, I probably could have handled that better. Right. You know, it's like, or, you know, I used to have a boss I hated and I would just sit there and feel like, oh, great. And I would the whole time I she could have been praising me and the whole time. I'm like, oh, she's just freaking talking again. And you just were sort of playing the like the the soundtrack of how much you disliked this person in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get that. I've I've definitely been in there in that situation. And when when you step back and you say, okay, how do, how do I really want to handle this? Like, what's the desired outcome here? Right. Then then you you start to think about it from your perspective versus just like full emotional response to things, right? Right. 
And I think, you know, now that, you know, of course, like when you're in the thick of things, it's really hard to kind of like zoom out. And for those of you listening, I totally get it because I now, you know, this has been like almost 20 years ago. I look back and I was like, okay, one of the ways I was able to kind of disconnect from her crazy was I started working out. Like that was my, like, I was like, you know what? And that I had the like balls to be like, cause she was one of those bosses who at like five o'clock, like, you know, this needs to be done by tomorrow morning. Like she was that boss. Oh. And uh-huh. so I had the balls to be like, you know, um, I started, I'm like, I started, started this kickboxing class and I absolutely love it. And on Monday and Wednesdays, I'm leaving at five 30 to go take the class. I'm like, I'm just going to make this commitment to myself. And I was very like the whole time I'm like talking to her about it. I was like, she's going to be like five 30. And she was like, oh, that sounds interesting. If you if you stick with it, tell me about it. I'm like, oh, hell no, you're not coming with me. And so I mean, that's my escape. No, right. not I'm happening. running away from you. And she like, I was like a good six months before she like pulled one of those like must be done. And that was kind of like, I didn't at the time, I didn't have the emotional intelligence to know that that was kind of like my shift of like, I'm going to make it a good day. Like on Monday and Wednesdays, I don't care what else she throws at me on Monday and Wednesday. I have something that brings me joy. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I think what you said is so important because we allow ourselves because we just, we go through the motions every day, right? We just, we just go through the motions. And so then we, we kind of allow ourselves, I call it sitting in the ick, like, like you said, when you went in a room and you're like, oh, this bothers me. So one thing that I tell my clients is that when you walk into a room and you have that feeling, oh, this bothers me first, acknowledge it. Like it's usually it's just a fleeting thought and we move on. But if when we acknowledge that, then we say, oh, okay, something in here is bothering me. What is it? Then I call them tiny upgrades and we can, we have the smallest little upgrades that create such good momentum for us. Like um, one example I have, we had this, uh, oh, what are they called? You know, like a heat vent, the little grate that goes oh, in the yeah, heat yeah, vent. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And so the previous homeowners, I don't know what happened to this heat vent, but I mean, it just looked filthy. And every time I walked by it, I was like, oh, I need to do that. But I needed to pull it out and scrub it. And I just didn't have time. And then right. I'm sorry, you know what? I think to replace it, this is going to be like seven bucks. So right. I told my, yeah, I told my husband, I was like, hey, pick, I measured it. I said, hey, pick me up one of these one next time you're at Home Depot. He picked me up one and we replaced it. And now I don't have that icky feeling every time I walk by the Instead, I'm like, oh, I love that new vent. So right. these little tiny upgrades are amazing. But what you did, like you were tired of sitting in the ick, right? And you decided that day, I, I'm going to do something about it. I get to control my emotions. And so I think that's so powerful to just intentionally do something different to alleviate some of that stress. That's so beautiful. And, and I like the term sitting in the ick because you're, you're a thousand percent right. You know, I deal with a lot of women and I, I hear it all the time. Like I have no control and, and it's like the control is the ick and it's like, and then you're like, just like you, you're like, okay, is it as simple as events, right? Is it simple as going to Home Depot? Is it simple as having a conversation? Is it simple as getting a new job? Like, what is the exit for you versus day after day coming and looking at that event and being like, God damn it. Yeah, because 
when we sit in the ick, we've got, it's like a whole plethora of ick that we're dealing with every yeah. day. Like the moment we wake up, we, we might see the thing that irritates us or we get the phone call from the person who irritates us. And like, we don't, we feel so overwhelmed by all yes. the little bits of it. Yeah. We just sit through it all. But when you take just a brief moment to address a tiny issue, it really does build that empowerment in your, you too. Like, okay, I know what this is. I'm just feeling a little off about that thing. And I can address one little issue and it'll snowball into something bigger. Yeah, no, I absolutely like that. Because like, like you said, you are sitting in the overwhelm. So if I say to myself, okay, you've, if you think about all the things that over the course of the day that you look at, that you're like, oh, 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 it, it's like, it turns into this huge container of like, Ugh. but if I, yes. if I said, okay, you know what, out of all the things that have like frustrated me today, what's the simplest thing? The great. Okay. Amazon. <laughs> Two days. I can, I can have that, that great to me. You know, maybe your boss, you know, hitting your boss is an Amazon thing. But if I start to chip away at the other thing, maybe my boss might not be as irritating by the time I get to work. Yeah. And even like with the boss thing, too, it's like, okay, what, how can I create some sort of solution here? Because I just feel like I'm, I'm drowning. And maybe it's, can I work from home for three days a week, one day a week, two, you know, like right. the, things like that, that we just, we just get set in our ways. We go through the motions and we we kind of stop thinking about solutions because we're overwhelmed, we're tired and we make decisions all day long. And so it's like if we're if we're surviving this, sometimes we just let it be. Yeah. But I want people to do more than just survive that. Yeah. I, and I feel like, you know, most of the women who listen to my show are over 40. And so we've been in survival mode for a really long time. You know, especially as women, we've been raised to not rock the boat like you know yes oh, stuff it, yes. stuff stuff it down you know don't be don't be the person who you know complains or the person who you know points things out you know just kind of sit there and be the good soldier yep power through yeah um there's a a movie with uh, cameron diaz and um she plays the other women and the the wife confronts her and she's just like, why are you being all emotional? She's like, cry on the inside like a winner. And so like every, every, every time, like, you know, I'm like having that like emotional moment. I always like, you know what? I'm like, cry on the inside like a winner. I'm like, no, I am not going to cry on the inside like a winner. I am going to have this emotional moment and it's going to feel really good. Yes. I'm going to let it out and I'm going to be messy and I'm not going to care about it. Right. And then I was like, in three minutes when it's over, it'll feel amazing. Yes, absolutely. Oh, so, I do love that. Like, but I think we just all get to give ourselves permission to show up authentically. Right. So, you know, when people come to you, is the, the is their bulk kind of looking for you to organ, like be an organizer, be a person who helps them kind of like figure out, like, look at this room, you know, is it me going, you know, getting uh containers from the container store like what are people looking for when they come to you usually the number one thing i hear is i have a lot of clutter uh and i'm too overwhelmed to even start that's mm. that is the number one thing i hear and um so i actually i always tell people don't go buy a bunch of containers first 
because the goal is that we're reducing a lot of this. Right. So um, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to need a bunch of containers. And also you probably already have some that we can use for other things because you're going to be emptying those out. Right. Because they probably, you probably stuffed all your shit into the containers and just threw it in the corner. Yes, exactly. We are going to address those doom files and, and get it out. But um, most of the time people tell me they want me to help them organize. That's just the word that they understand right. mm -hmm. and what they are really needing is to reduce 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 like get rid of all of this stuff weighing on you i heard i um i had a friend share a quote with me the other day she was reading a book and the author said something along the lines of we are possessed by our possessions and i thought oh possessed is a very happy word to me but yeah. i thought that's so accurate because it's true if you think about coming in your home and you're just like, oh, I have to do the dishes. I have to make the bed. I have to do the laundry. I have to clean this up or that item is broken. I need to fix that. Like all of these things are weighing on you. And so it's like all of your things are in control of your time and your energy. Yeah. Instead of your things supporting the lifestyle that you want to live. So I like I when I start working with people, we just focus on reducing and honestly things naturally organize once you reduce because you're going to start putting those items in the place where you use them so right. that's another thing like it's it's like if you have to walk down to the basement every time you need you know this this thing that you use daily or every other day then that's going to be one of those situations where you're like Fred I, I don't want to walk down to the basement but so if you if you're listening to yourself, you'll think, oh, OK, well, I'm irritated by that. So maybe I need to move this to another location. But uh, the organization piece just really works itself out. And it's so beautiful to witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like the possessions of possessing you because you're right. I I've, I remember an old house I used to have. Our storage was in the basement. And I don't know how many times that we stopped storing like super stupid things like paper towel and toilet paper. And you're just like, gosh. Like it's cold outside. I don't want to walk outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I totally get that. And you're just like, do I really need that paper towel that bad? I'm like, can I wait till tomorrow morning? So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. As long as we start to think about what are ways to put our stuff in uh, desired, like most the most desired, quick place to go in and um, grab them. So what made you decide, like, you know what, this is, I know you said you, you know, you were always one of those people who like to organize things. Like what made you start to say like, yeah, you know what, this is a business for me. So I actually started watching, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Marie Kondo. She, oh, yeah, yeah. Had, like the finding, I think finding joy. I watched her Netflix series I, and I just got so inspired to take control of our home. And so I got on Facebook and this is just like, does anybody want to join me? We just had this free group where we were all getting rid of things. And um, I really felt like after I started to do that, I was like this, it felt so good in my body, like mm. to, to help people. Like yeah, yeah, when yeah. people were like, Brittany, I'm so overwhelmed. It just naturally happened. I was like not intending to do this as a business at all. It was really more so just to take care of my own self. And then I wanted to bring people on the journey with me who it would support. And I also wanted that accountability. So it kind of just like birthed itself when people were like, no, Brittany, I need your help. I need your help. 
No, and I, you know, it's funny, like talking about Marie Kondo, because I feel like there, you know, she had that moment that, you know, everyone was like, does this bring me joy? And, you know, everyone was kind of, yeah. but again, a lot of people were shitting on themselves, you know, based on yeah. the rules that she laid out. And I find it interesting that, you know, I can't remember when her book came out, um, that now she, she was, she didn't have children and now she has children and she's like, girl, I feel you now, 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 like it's it, the, the kind of how, like the 360 of like, you know, all these, you know, parents were like, you don't have kids. You don't know what it's like when you like clean a room and your toddler comes in and like, it's a tornado, you know, not even 30 minutes That's- later. So I find it interesting that she's been like, yeah, you're right. I, I think it was a little extreme. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And um, so when I first started watching her, so I have two young kids right now. My kids are seven and five, seven and five. Um, so I've got the young kids and I love to make messes. And um, I'm with Marie on this one. It is very hard to stay at the level that she was teaching before. And I, I have so much respect for her to come out and yes. say like, Hey, I, when I found out she did that, I was just like, and now I love her even more because yes. she's owning it. You know, she's not being fake about it. She's like giving, she's giving the world permission to show up with their mess. It's amazing. Right. Cause it's like, you know, what, what cause we talked about, you know, all these women were thinking I had to follow the rules. And like you said, like young kids do not understand rules. Like they, they barely want to put clothes on. How are you going to keep them from like pulling out every toy in the toy box? And I exactly. think. And it's funny because it's like, you think about like um, uh, Martha Stewart, right? For, I don't even know how long Martha Stewart has been Martha Stewart, but she's still going out to her garden and pulling out freaking eggs and like, you know, fresh things out of the garden. And 90% of the people who like follow her, you're like, I am never going to have a damn chicken. And I do not want to have a garden. And she never ever is like, well, you can go to your local grocer. Like she's always these like, Go to your local farmer's market. And most of them are like, you're lucky I go to the grocery store. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't remember the last time I sat foot or stepped foot in a grocery store I, because like it's yeah, I'm with you. I am yeah. with you hundred percent. So, so when she when she came out, like, and I'm sure she was probably like, I don't know what this is gonna be like. And she was kind of like dove in, like, you're right, I was wrong. And for all of those that pushback I got. I'm owning it now. And that was just very good because it's, you know, all of us get caught up in the, if she could do it, why can't I? Yeah. And I felt, I, I just had so much respect for her not perpetuating this belief that there was something wrong with you. If you could not maintain that that level of organization that she had originally discussed, it was beautiful. But I, so, but do you, are you, you know, when you are kind of helping people organize, do you do 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 you believe in the kind of like looking at something and being like, does this bring you joy? You know, like, are you, you know, as people are kind of because there are people who kind of get very like locked into their stuff. Yes. And I think there's it's equal parts like logic and emotion. So yeah. I like I like taking each item and and yeah asking and does this bring me joy does it also serve a purpose is it yeah. just sitting here like when was the last time i used it so infusing that logic and emotion and one thing that um this is one piece of advice i give people that i always get a lot of um excitement around so i want to share it with your audience 
when we have items, the emotional side of it, I encourage people to dig deeper into the emotional side of their Mm. attachment with things. Because when one example is I had a a dress that I absolutely like, I looked fire in it. I just did. I looked amazing in it. And I loved it. Right. The downside was I was wearing it when my grandmother had fallen and broken her neck and I was rushing to the hospital and I wore it to a funeral and then I wore it to another funeral. And so over time, every time I went in that closet and saw that dress, it made me feel bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so what one person might think like, well, I love that dress. It's beautiful on me. It hits me in all the right spots. But I kept avoiding wearing it because it made me feel Sad. sad. Yeah. And so I got rid of it because I don't want to feel sad anymore. So it was like the emotional piece of it and the logic piece. I love using it logically. I want to keep this. And emotionally, it just doesn't make sense for me. Um, but then also along the same lines, when you look at something, especially things that have been passed down, I had a bunch of stuff from my grandparents. It was like looking at those items and thinking, okay, does this remind me of like my, my grandma sitting in her big blue chair and us chatting in the morning you know I would have right. there towards the end of her life I would spend the night with her and take care of her in the morning and and that woman had me up at 4 a.m when I was like three months pregnant and I was like Mamal you have got to stop you need to keep it down to at least five <laughs> yes yeah, four is too much but um but I wanted to remember us sitting in her living room drinking coffee together right. and some of those items I had purchased for her or other people had purchased for her while she was in the nursing home I don't want to think about her in a nursing home. Right. So it's really like when you think of when you look at an item, you might say like, oh, that was my mammals. I should keep it. Yes. But but really, it's oh, that was my mammals. And that reminds me of when she was laying in that hospital bed and she looked miserable. And I don't ever want to see that thing ever again in my life. Well, it's funny because I feel like um, uh, a lot of especially at our, you know, at our age, there are a lot of our relatives starting to pass away. And so many people are feeling the need that I need to hold on to, you know, pieces of furniture or this or that or what have you versus what you just said. You know, it's like when you sit in it, one, do you even like it? Let's just go there. One, do you even like it? Two, what memory does it bring up? Does it bring up a good memory or does it bring up a sad memory? And, you know, um, I, I and I we have a good friend who like his parents were into the, the collecting this like very vintage oriental type you know furniture which is a, such a very distinctive style yeah yeah <laughs> however it was from like the 40s and the 50s like and you know some people that's your that brings them joy like that's their jam that whole like vintage thing but if it's you have a very modern house like it just looks so awkward and you're just holding on to it because you know how much your parents treasured it yeah absolutely and I it's hard we're wired to not want to get rid of those things yeah. right we feel like we might not be honoring their memory or something like that one thing that I've done um, started doing in my home is I get creative with how I want to use things so like for sure when you're looking at these items that have been passed on always think about quality over quantity. Yeah. We don't need 75 items of the same, you know, from like the same person. We need- and a half broken lamp. <laughs> exactly. However, we can utilize these things in ways where we get to enjoy them instead of them sitting in a box 
in storage. Exactly. Um, Where you might enjoy it once every year or two when you're trying to hunt down an item that you can't find. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. And so um, an example, I had my husband's grandmother was, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? She didn't have dairy. I can't. Lactose intolerant. Yes, thank you. Lactose intolerant. And so I bought this little teeny tiny casserole dish. And so anytime we had holiday parties, I would always make her her separate little casserole. And so after she passed away, I still had that casserole dish that I knew I would not need again. Right. So now I have it in my bathroom drawer and I keep my eyeshadow in it. Right. And so then I also had like a little sugar dish from my my grandmother that I keep my makeup brushes in. And so I get to get ready with my grandparents every day right. and that feels so good. And so I'm utilizing those things instead of them being wrapped up in bubble wrap in the basement. Right. Or they're, you know, taking up f- space in something else that you may or may not ever use again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, I, I like, I like the re repurposing of um, different things. Um, you, you know, I, and I like this conversation because I feel like, we've kind of hit a lot of things where like, you know, we've broke down. Yeah. You, there's no should, right. There's no should of how your house should look, you know, however you feel comfortable is however you feel comfortable. Bottom line, end of story. Do not pass go. Yes. But if yes. you keep walking in a room and there's that, you know, whatever that thing in the corner on the floor is that like always just like kind of like pops up at you deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not failing if you don't get it all done. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think that's the big thing, I, you know, because it's like some people will look at that great and then they'll be like, well, but the curtains and then the couch and then and then it's like, where do you start? You're like, is it the yeah. great? Is it the couch? Is it the curtains? And so it's like for you, it's like and for me as well, when I'm getting people through nutrition, it's like, what's the simplest thing? Like in two days, I could have a new great Amazon is going to ring my doorbell. Yes. In, in, in an hour, I could go to the grocery store or Uber Eats could come to my house and deliver me a healthy, a healthy meal. Yes. Yes. Those just like those little small actions, they really start to build up just like the it builds up. Right. The opposite is true. Right. And, it, and but I also like the repurposing because it's like there are, you know, there are, you know, sentimental things that you, you can still think about, but not keep the casserole dish in your kitchen and just be like, hang on, let me move it out of the way so I can get to what I really want to get to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love uh, that. But yeah, this has been great. And you know, I the one thing that I do before we wrap up is that like it is most people say that kind of like the clutter in our life also is a symptom of maybe like some controls that we aren't feeling in our life and so it's kind of our way of kind of building a a crap fort if you will love that term crap fort i'm gonna have to write that down but it's our way of kind of like building our own kind of you know protecting protection around us kind of like our our moat if you will just so that we kind of feel like we have some sense of control but it also could be you feel like you don't have control. So therefore everything is just an explosion. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm glad that you said that too, because I also think like the house that you go into that might be seemingly perfect, that also may be stressing that person out. Yeah. Right. So like trying to maintain that 
And it may not be stressing them out, but it's, and that's the thing that we don't, we think, oh my gosh, they've got the perfect house. They've got this all figured out, but do they really? We don't know. Well, you don't know how, like, why they are keeping this house, you know, or, you know, my husband is the neat person. I am not. And so it's like, am I keeping this house neat to please somebody else or vice versa? And it's like, is there like some kind of, still that this unseen tension about how your house is house is kept yeah oh yeah okay that's like totally like if we had like a psychiatrist they would like totally just swim into that pool right there that's not dying right in right i just play one on tv i am not a psychiatrist in real life (laughs) love it so this has been really, really good. It's exactly what I was looking for. And I hope Magic Makers, you have been able to take something apart from this. But also feel free to reach out to Brittany because you know she's given a couple of different ways for you to help kind of organize yourself, declutter yourself, you know, however you want to describe it. You know, if you are walking into a situation and you're just like, ugh, you know, call Brittany. She can yes. definitely help you out with that. So where can people find you on the socials? So my favorite place for people to connect with me is my free Facebook group. We have a lot of fun in there. I like to keep it humorous and lighthearted and full permission to show up there imperfectly. Um, so that group is called Brittany Simplifies. Awesome. And you'll find all of the, this uh, link in the show notes, friends. And so I always, um, is there, are you offering any type of like downloadable or anything for them to be able to grab? Yeah, I do. I actually have two right now. So people can always grab the 100 items to declutter right now um, from my website, brittanysimplifies.com. That that will give you a list of 100 items that you can take a look at. Like that big picture can feel overwhelming. So this can chunk it down into those categories, those types of items. Um, And then also included in that is a list of questions to kind of help guide you. Like if you're feeling stuck, if uh, should I keep this or not? A list of questions will be there to help guide yourself. And that'll that'll get easier and easier over time. Yeah. So um, and then I I last night I just did a simplify your holidays workshop Ooh. and I'm getting that set up. If they want the link for that, I can send that to you, Kim, because um I think that I think it will feel good for people to show up a little differently during the holidays and really protect their time and energy. Yeah, I would, I would love that. And I will, um, I will get that and make sure I include that because I, you know, I feel like, uh, especially when this comes out, we're all going to be taking down our holiday decorations and it's a perfect opportunity for you just to, I feel like we put pressure on ourselves regardless of if it's holidays or not. And so it's a great way to kind of like revisit of like, how could I go into this next year differently? Or how could I go into um, any, any kind of like, forced family fun event yes yes oh my gosh i could go on for days about the, the holidays so i i'll give you the link to the workshop yeah but i know yes. it's yeah the, I, it's and I, I just i'm hoping that in my lifetime the pressure that we put on ourselves during that literal like let's just call it that four to six week period just hopefully just like dissipates and we just can truly enjoy just it being hey i'm good to see my family or you know that one or two times a year that you get to see you know friends that you don't really see that often yes that's and that's so that's what it is about right and we make it about so many other things that so just many feel, other things feel happy. Like, right the turkey has to be perfect and that has to be perfect and blah, blah, blah. like i'm like uncle 
Yeah, I'm like, let's just go get Chinese food. Agreed. Agreed. I hate turkey anyway, so (laughs) that just makes it even better for me. So, Brittany, I ask everyone, what is one thing that makes you feel magical? Oh, I love coffee, which I know I'm not uh, special. I bring a lot of people out there love coffee. But my favorite, one of the most magical times is when I get up in the morning and my husband's up and we sit down and we have our coffee together and we just talk. It oh, feels nice. so magical. I love it. And then I like to do the same with my kids. Obviously, I'm not giving my seven and five year old coffee, but yeah. I love sitting with them at the table and I, I drink my warm beverage and yeah. we just have the best conversation and it helps me feel so connected to them. It is truly magical. I like that because it's like, you know, and then you're hoping that like, let's fast forward 20 years from now and they will like, that'll be like an experience of like, oh, you know what? My mom and I we would sit and have, you know, drink whatever it is that they drink. And hopefully that could become the tradition that they might start with their families or just something that they just like, you know, that was a good time with my mom. Yes, I, I, I'm all about experiences especially given what I do, but um, I really try to make just small moments special for the kids relationship wise between them and myself. And um, those small moments I feel like are the really big things. Yeah. And it's funny how like, you know, as you kind of like flash back in your childhood of like what you remember and it's always like these random days, you know, there's not these like days where your parents like, contorted themselves to make it a perfect day it's just some random tuesday at home absolutely i remember vividly in preschool one day i just cried for what felt like no reason the teacher was trying to figure out what was wrong and i honestly couldn't think of anything and i just said i really miss my papa and so my dad picked me up from preschool that day and took me to see my papa and that moment right there was like i just felt so seen and heard and um those I don't, you know, necessarily remember all the effort they put in to make my Christmas Day special or right, something. Exactly. I remember that. Right. Meanwhile, yeah. your parents would be like, oh, I remember the night we stayed up all night and put that together that damn bike. And you're like, I remember when you picked me up from school and took me to see grandpa. Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So this has been such a great conversation, Brittany. And I, anyone who is like looking to get cluttered, like you are in such great hands here because she's not that person who's going to come in and like blow up your life. She's going to work with you where you are and kind of baby step you into the pool of organization. So thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Magic Maker. So do me a favor. If this resonates with you, do me a favor. Make sure you leave a review. It really is really helpful for me. And if there's any one takeaway that you got from the show, screenshot it and make sure you share it on the social so that more people can hear about the show and hear about all the amazing ways that you can declutter your life as well. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. 
Thank you so much. 